As you already know, we're huge podheads here, and we're excited to share that our friends over at Flamebearers just launched a new season of their game-changing podcast. Listen to weekly episodes where top women Olympians and Paralympians reflect on their accomplishments, share their trials and triumphs, and discuss what life is like outside the game when the spotlight isn't on. Check it all out on season three of Flamebearers. I'm Taylor Smith, and this is the podcast of Just Women Sports. <laughs> I don't know why everything's a joke to me. That was so bad. I'm Taylor Smith, and this is the Snacks Podcast. What did from I just, say? You just, you didn't say snacks at all. <laughs> this is the podcast. <clears throat> I'm ready. Wait, I'm Taylor Smith, and this is the Snacks Podcast by Just Women's Sports? From, from. from. I'm Taylor Smith, and this is the Snacks, oh my God. Why do I get a speech impediment when this happens? I do that. So does she. You just gotta slow down. Slow down. I'm Taylor Smith, and this is the Snacks Podcast from Just. Why am I butchering it? I need. No, that was good. I laughed. You did great. Okay, I'm not gonna. Away. I can't. I can't look at you guys because I'm gonna. I'm gonna butcher it even more. Okay, okay. don't look at us. Okay, I'm Taylor Smith, and this is the Snacks Podcast from Just Women Sports. How was that? Hey, you guys both covered your eyes. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I'm Lynn Williams. And I'm Sam Ewis, and this is Snacks, where we talk about some personal stuff, some soccer stuff, some real stuff, and some fun stuff. Today, we wanted to address the news of the investigation that came out last week. We stand with the players who came forward and all those who have been victims of abuse. We are so sad for all the people who are a part of the system that did not protect them. Seeing all the information in one place honestly made us more angry than anything. We're still processing what it means and where we go from here, but we stand with our peers when we say that we hope that everybody is held accountable for their action or inaction. We are hopeful for the NWCL's future. Lastly, we want to thank all of the fans who have supported this league from day one. You've been by the players' side from the beginning, and we know that with your support, we can work together to build a league that all of us can be proud of. We would also like to thank the players' associations for their involvement in helping bring this information to light. It is our collective power as players that will ensure our safety. Thank you for your support of Snacks and the NWSL. We would also like to note that our conversation with Taylor was recorded before the findings were released. Today is World Mental Health Day, and because of that, this episode of Snacks will be a bit different. Our conversation today will include very sensitive subjects related to depression and mental health. Some of this episode may be upsetting or triggering to some listeners, and we encourage those who are sensitive to these topics to skip this episode or listen with caution. If you or a loved one is struggling with mental health, a reminder that 988 is the suicide and crisis lifeline. Again, 988 is the suicide and crisis lifeline. You can also visit 988lifeline.org for more information. Our guest today is our longtime friend, forward for Gotham FC, UCLA alumni, and an NC2A national champion, a two-time NWSL champion, and one of the funniest people we know, Taylor Smith! Yay! Thanks, guys. Well, how are Izzy and Theo? They are so good. They are the light of my life. Um, Tell us more. Well, I don't, oh my God, I wish I could show him. He's in like a perfect loaf on my couch. Izzy is smushing my feet, but they're just so good. They're so fun. They are so loving. Well, Finn's about to bark at us for not giving him enough attention. He literally just growled at me. 
I saw his little bow tie. It's actually so cute. Come here. It is so cute. I'm, you know, I'm a big Halloween girl. Show your bow tie. So naturally, Finn is a Halloween dog. What is that? Candy corn on it? Ghosts. I'm trying to show you. Finn, please relax. And we're doing calming noises now. Just let him sit in between you guys. We you would guys love that. I'm trying right to grab him. He won't. Come. Come here. Okay. Anyways. Sorry. Um, how is New York, New Jersey, the move? It is good. Like, it was such an easy move. And, like, it's, like, nice. Like, I love playing at Red Bull. I, like, love the team. Like, I don't know. It's been, like, so fun so far. I'm still, like, exploring the city, learning the train system. Look at Finn's little paw. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're learning the trains. Well, I wrote it once and I was late and then I just gave up, but I'm still trying to learn. I think that's fair. I would just try to learn like not on the way to practice to start. Yeah. Well, it's just tough because like you like don't have a minute to spare. Like I told Mandy, I was like, oh, like I'm running eight minutes late. And she was like, well, the train's not going to be there. Like, it, I don't know. Yeah. Like I just can't, I can't operate that way. I need like, like can't 20 you just- can't you what? just on your phone, like, map to where you need to go and it will tell you exactly the time the train comes? Apparently you can, but I didn't have the app. I didn't have, I, I just didn't have the resources for that. I, I don't know. I think it's on Apple Maps. Well, what also happens in Boston is that, like, one train will be late and then you'll get, well, Boston's different. I don't know anything. I, I feel like on Apple Maps it will tell you when the train is coming. Oh, I don't know. I've, I've never heard of that. All right, we'll try it out. Let's <laughs> Apple Maps? What? Like the maps on your phone. No, I know, but I'm saying like I've never heard of like a, tr- a train schedule on Apple Maps. Is yeah, you know the options are like walk, bike, drive, public transportation. Like, what? Yeah, pull out your phone right now and let's do this. Wow. Wait, hold on. I can't believe nobody's told you this, first of all. Nobody has told me this. So if I want to go to, let's say I'm going Hoboken. Let me see. I have never paid attention to these little symbols ever. Who's this little guy standing here? We what is that? You Move gotta... your phone in. It didn't work. It's just a white screen. <laughs> <laughs> is it the guy walking? That's a walking for the pedestrian. Person... No. No, not that one. This guy. Hold a on. bike? A bus? Oh, Uber. Never mind. I clicked it. Wow, that's like really good to know. That's useful. That's going to change my life. Thanks, well, girls. You heard it. You heard it here on Snack. <laughs> I'm just appalled a little bit. <laughs> what? By the train? Wait, we're going to move on from that. No, I'm appalled at you. Not knowing that. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Tulum. Yes. So the three of us went to Tulum together uh, this July, July, this July break with two other friends. And it was a blast. Girls, that was such a fun vacation. We need to go back. I know. I completely agree. Have you listened to I Am Blessed yet today? Not today, but it has been on repeat. Sing it for us, please. I no, I cannot. You know I can't carry a tune, Lynn. Yes, you can. <laughs> I am blessed was our anthem of Tulum. I am blessed. I thought you were gonna take over. I didn't. I was <laughs> just I was just joining in the dancing. 
Um, yeah, we had a great time there. What was your favorite tool of memory? Um, honestly, like the bikes. Like I feel like <laughs> that gave that gave the, the trip so much character. It really did. <laughs> we had these beach cruiser bikes, but we would bike like five to ten miles a day through like unpaved roads that had potholes like craters on the moon. So we called every road moon road. (laughs) And we would just bike with our seats as low as they would go. Unfortunately, with our knees up here, like this biking miles. No, me and Sam and I think Caitlin had a good bike, but me and you were like, our thighs were burning because we couldn't extend our legs. It hurt so bad. I just saw you and Mary just like extend your leg and like just. I, yeah, I heard you guys in the back. What I would get for that leg extension. And I was like. (laughs) We were biking with no leg extension through rough terrain on our vacation. Just like. Daily. Watching everybody on their bike. First of all, trying to get on and off when we would hit the sand and we were sweating because we had biked an hour. The sand. We had this moment where we were like, okay, we have to go to like a beach club. And so we looked we up, the, we looked up the closest one or the most convenient one or whatever. We bike an hour to get there. We all drop our bikes off in the hottest <laughs> sand imaginable. And then a man comes up and is like, you can't put your bikes there. And we were like, oh, it was like the second we hit the sand, like everybody was like, we're fine. We're fine. We, we're holding it together. The second we hit the sand, the it was like my the reflection. Toe touched that sand. It was a reflection of the sun. We were on the sun. Uh, yeah, we were on the sun. It was so hot. We had to then carry our bikes maybe 100 feet. And when he said, no, you can't put it there, we had to move them another five feet. And we were like, no, I can't possibly. <laughs> we were so defeated. We were so hot. Man. We were defeated. I'd, I'd do it all again, girls. I'd do it. Same. It was the most fun ever. Same. We had like such an, an amazing time. It was a lot of fun. I wish we could go back in. And then we had several bike snafus, like Mary, Mary's handlebars fell off. Your somebody got a chair. We were broken the entire time and no one said a peep. Honestly, like I didn't have it in me like to care enough. I was just yeah, concerned like, unless, with my own bike path. Unless you were like taking it upon yourself to get the phone and text the man, like nobody cared. Because I, I'm, yeah. like, I'm having my own issues. Yeah. So figure it out yourself. Oh man. But ten, honestly, 10 out of 10 time. It honestly was. Where are we going next? Greece? That's okay. the talk of the town. Lynn is not coming. Why? Because I feel like you you weren't very excited about that. I said Greece and I saw your face. And then also I feel like every time I bring it up, you say you want to go somewhere else. Well, when are we going to go? I don't know. What are you guys doing this off season? You know where I'm going to be this off season. Oh yeah. Well, you can meet us there. I'm down. Okay. I just feel like maybe we could go to a, hopefully we have another break next year and we can go to a place that's closer. Than Greece? And that is tropical. Because isn't Greece going to be cold during the off season? I want to go in the summer. I don't know Typical thing about Greece. Poking holes in everybody's plan. <laughs> I told you she didn't want to go to Greece. Too, Too much, much logic, Lynn. This is daydreaming <laughs> vacation time. You're right. Okay, so Taylor... On this podcast, we talk about some personal stuff, some soccer stuff, some real stuff, and some fun stuff. So we are about to move into the real section. Ooh, okay. Okay, so um, this is a really special episode today. We're really excited to have Taylor on because today, Monday, October 10th, is World Mental Health Day. Um, 
and we are going to center our conversation about, around mental health. So thanks for being on, Taylor. So we have you on because, well, one, you're a great friend. Um, but two, you reached out to us and wanted to tell us your story about some mental toughness that you have gone through. Um, and first of all, we feel honored to have you here and, and that you're so open to tell your story. So, um, we kind of wanted to leave it open for you, um, and not necessarily like ask you a million questions, but I guess to like get it started, um, when do you think you noticed that you were like struggling with, um, I don't, I, I don't know what you like, call like, it. Me, like mental health. Mental like health. Just, you know, just like in general. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on. Like, I feel like you guys also have been like such like a huge part of my journey and stuff. So like, I don't know, like I trust and like love you guys and you guys have been nothing but like amazing friends. But um I feel like I had always kind of struggled with like depression a little bit when I was younger. And I think just like the toughest part about it was just like, I don't know, just like kind of recognizing that I had it and like how to deal with it. Like, I don't feel like I, I feel like I didn't really like have the support to kind of help me like navigate through that. And like, when you're that young, it's like, it's pretty like difficult to navigate yourself. And also even with like your friends who were also like younger and like, don't really like know like a lot about mental health and um, this stuff. But um, yeah, it's kind of been like a long road. Like I feel like I started therapy, like once I like went away to like college um, and stuff, just because I felt like a lot of my like mental health issues kind of stem from like my upbringing and like home. So I felt like, oh, like, you know, once I go to college, like, it's going to be all good. Like, I feel like I'll be able to like, you know, be like fine. And like, clearly that was not the case. And like, I just like needed, like, I don't know, to kind of like dive deeper and like figure things out just and like, you know, and I felt like, I don't know, it, it's just kind of like a tough, like vulnerable thing to like do. Cause it's just like uncomfortable. Like you have kind of these like intense feelings and like, feeling kind of like chronically down like it just affects you in like so many ways like it affects all your relationships like it affects your like physical body like the toll that it like takes on your life like it's like it's like pretty huge and like I don't know I kind of just got to a point where I was like I can't kind of like continue like with what I'm doing um and stuff and I don't know yeah it's it, it was just like kind of work too, even like finding like the right therapist um, who could help. Cause I've been to a few and I would say this past off season, um, I worked with like a trauma therapist, like specifically for that. And like, I feel like that's kind of like what I needed, like from the get, because I feel like this past off season, I mean, I feel like you guys have seen it, like how different I am from last year to like this year. Um, and stuff like that honestly kind of just like changed my life. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like obviously I had to go through kind of like other stages, like learning like coping mechanisms for certain things. And like, I feel like I finally um, gotten to a point where I'm not just like, you know, sometimes you just feel like you're kind of like in survival mode. And I felt like I was in survival mode for like 25 years. 
And like, it was just exhausting. And it's kind of like, you just can't thrive when you're in that state of mind, just and stuff. And um, I don't know, we just like did like a lot of like work, just like being able to kind of like regulate your emotions and just like to navigate things. And like, I feel like I have finally appreciated like kind of like the small things. Cause I feel like when I first started therapy, I was like, I need you to fix my life instantly. Like I need to be better like tomorrow. And so I wouldn't really kind of embrace like the little things, like something as simple as going on a walk and like journaling. I just was like, I don't know if this is like gonna like fix my life. Whereas like now, like it's something that I like really enjoy doing. And like, it's like part of my routine. And like, I just feel like having kind of like consistency with things have kind of like changed my life. Like, I feel like that kind of like cultivated some like, um, the word just slipped my mind and I had it. Um, Maybe like routine, just like something to rely on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like it made me like trust myself a lot more. Like I feel like going through, going through a lot of things, like, cause I felt like I also, you know, went through a lot of like traumatic things in like college and then like, you know, things that have like happened, like within the league, you kind of lose a lot of trust in yourself and stuff and like others as well. And I felt like for me, like I had just felt so like disempowered and like, just like pretty kind of like hopeless. And like, I feel like that's such kind of like a common thing to experience, like with like depression, just feeling like hopeless, like there's no way out, like it's just never going to get better. And um, yeah, working with the lady this off season, like it was all just about like empowerment and like being able to like, I don't know, just control the things that I can control and like enjoy that and like kind of cultivate that with myself, like has like, I feel like I'm seeing like the benefits now and stuff like after doing it for, you know, like months and like and stuff. Tay, so we know that um, you went through something really tough last year. Would you be comfortable sharing your story with us and our listeners? Um, If you are, please share. Yeah, I mean, I feel like just like the past like couple years, especially have been hard. Like I like suffered an injury, got cut from the US team, went through a breakup that year. Any anything that could go wrong went wrong, went so wrong. And I just like, I literally like had such a hard time coping with it. And like, when I was like in it, like I felt like so frustrated, but now I like look back and I'm like, I needed to have way more like empathy for myself. Like I was going through a lot of like life changes, like a lot of huge things that had like happened and stuff. And again, like at that time, like I like, I don't know. It's just like, it's so tough. Like I just was like chronically down all the time. I felt like nothing. I like genuinely felt like there was nothing in this world that was like gonna make me happy. Like I had like gotten to a point where I just felt like so hopeless. And like, obviously like last year, it wasn't like the best environment, like with what happened, like I like the courage um, and stuff like that. And 
for me, like I truthfully felt like I would be better off if I wasn't here. And like, I don't know, it was tough. Like I did kind of like attempt to take my life and I ended up in the hospital and like, luckily, like, you know, my friends were there to like support me through it um, and stuff. And like, even after I like left like the hospital, I feel like I still like, I don't know, like I still just like needed like some sort of like guidance. And like, I'm honestly, when I started to work with Melissa, like that kind of did like save my life really. Like she like, she didn't like judge me at all for like anything that had like happened. Um, and stuff. And she was just like, you know, like what you're feeling is okay. And like, we're going to figure it out. And I feel like that's what I needed because I genuinely felt like, so just like out of control of my life. And it was just like exhausting. It was like, I was like, I just like, can't do this anymore. Like, I just feel so bad all the time. Like I would just like wake up and cry. Like I would be driving and I would just be crying like all the time and like I like it truthfully just like it was like so exhausting and like I don't know like I just like I'm like lucky that I had like the support that I did um and stuff and like I'm glad now that I can kind of like, cause I felt for like the longest time after I left the hospital, like I still kind of felt like I was struggling with like suicidal thoughts still and stuff. And like, I feel like I'm finally at a point where I'm like, like, I'm like happy. And like, it's like, honestly the most amazing thing ever because like I, now when I like go through life, like last week, the police pulls me over. And obviously, like, I don't know why. I just like, didn't know why. Anyway, he pulls me over. Somehow I get out of this ticket or whatever. And I drive a mile down the road. I run out of gas. I just got pulled over and I ran out of gas. And like, if that, if that would have, if that was me last year, that would have broken me. <laughs> like that, that, that I tell you right now would have pushed me over the edge. Instead, I was like, this, Taylor, this is ridiculous. You're a ridiculous human being. That is oh, ridiculous. <laughs> you guys, I rolled off the highway and like. Yeah, instead you called me and I was like, okay, gotta go, bye. <laughs> yeah, like I like called my teammate and I was like, hey, I'm on the side of the road. Can you bring some gas? And like my friend came and like supported me. And like it, the fact that I could like laugh at that where if that happened a year, two years ago, I would have been boo-hooing in the cop's face and like literally just like, like, I don't know. So I feel like things happen now and I'm like, oh, this is a moment where I've grown. And like, that just gives me like such like a hit of like dopamine. I'm like, this is like so nice. But yeah, sorry, again, off on a tangent. But- no, that was actually great. I think. Yeah, I, Tay, I'm so, we're honored for you to like share that much detail with us. Um, I mean, yeah, seeing you from last year to this year has been like a 180 of a human. Um, I think 
I think it, it's important to hear that as a friend, you just wanted somebody to like continue to say, like, come hang out with me. And mm-hmm. um, because I know during that, not that this is about me at all, but I know during that time, like I would struggle with like, how do I support you and how mm-hmm. do I help you mm-hmm. through this? Because like you said, you couldn't see how much, how much you were loved and how much people like enjoyed being around you. I guess my question right now is you said that you're working with this specific woman who's helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she has like, you also said that you think that's what you needed from the beginning, but mm-hmm. do you think that she would have helped in the way that you needed in the beginning, for example? Cause like, obviously you have changed from mm-hmm. childhood to last yeah. year. Yeah. Or do you think it was just like all of this built up, built up, built up. And you're like, now I have all these things. I've gone to all these therapists. None of this is work. And now it's like a combination or was it just, I don't really know what my, I think I, I think I get what you're asking. I, I know I say, I wish I wanted her from the beginning, but like looking back on it, she kind of came at like the perfect time, I think, because I had to go through these different stages. Like I needed to learn to cope with like, these massive feelings that I was feeling. And like, I don't know if I would have been able to kind of like digest some of the things that we had worked on from like that young of age and without like going through like those other stages of therapy um, and stuff. But does that kind of answer your question? Or? Yeah, no, okay. I, yeah, it does. Um, I actually just wanted to ask, like if you, when you were younger, like as a kid in high school or in college, did you feel like things like your race or your sexuality added to like making it harder for you to talk about things? Like I, I've maybe heard or read that there's more of a stigma in the black community about mental health. And I'm curious if you noticed growing up that it was something you didn't feel like was of ready and available for you to talk about and discuss. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like just kind of like in general, I feel like mental health, like until like recently was kind of like, not like, not like frowned upon, but you know, like there was just, yeah, like a stigma kind yeah. of um, around it. But yeah, for sure. Like, I think like therapy, like wasn't like, like a huge thing. I feel like within like the black community and like, from my experience, like personally, like my mother, like didn't know a lot about mental health and like, you know, couldn't really kind of like help me and like guide me to like, you know, like help me kind of get like healthier and stuff. So that did kind of make it difficult um, and stuff. And then, yeah, like also like dealing with my like sexuality, like I grew up in Texas. So being gay, you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't a celebration there now, like, you know, but like, I feel like now I've kind of like, like learned to like celebrate who I am. Whereas like before, like it was kind of always like, especially like with being gay, like, I feel like people like weren't just like celebrating people for like who they were and stuff and like who they are. And like, that's just like difficult because like, you want to be able to like show up in a room as you are and like know that you're accepted and stuff. And like for a long time, like I like didn't feel that and stuff. And like, so for a long time, like I feel like I struggled because like I didn't like accept myself and stuff. And like, it's just kind of like a heavy weight to kind of carry every day um, and stuff. But yeah. 
I definitely think that like, I mean, we've been friends for so long, so we've had the pleasure of watching you like grow and go through like these different um, moments in your life. Um, obviously, like you're in a good moment right now. Um, I'm assuming that that's not to say later on you won't have a <laughs> a down moment, but yes. do you feel <laughs> do you feel like um, after working with this last therapist, you will have tools to help you get out of that? And like, what are some things you have found that like really help you get out of a low moment? Yeah. Um, I think like the first thing, like, it's just knowing that I'm going to have bad days. Cause I still do like have like bad days where I'm just like in like a bad mood or just like, you know, like maybe like overthinking a little bit or like having like a little bit of anxiety. And like, I feel like in the past, like that would kind of just like overtake my day. And like, I just like couldn't get a lot done because I was so just like concerned about things and stuff. Like it was kind of like, like paralyzing in a sense. Like I just like didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to people. Like I didn't want to spend time with my friends and stuff. Whereas like now I'm like, oh, like this is fine. Like I've made it through this before. And I know like this is a thought and I can kind of just like stop it before I like kind of like spiral and stuff. But I think, yeah, like I like, like I have my pets. So I like love taking my dog on like walks and stuff. Like, I feel like I'm not afraid to like call my friends now. Whereas before, if I was like in a bad moment, I would kind of be like, oh, like, I don't really want to like bother them with like whatever. But I feel like now I'm like, I'm just going to call my friend like and stuff. And just like, I feel like I've been able to kind of like really like kind of like dive more into like my like relationships. Whereas like, I felt like when I was depressed, like I like struggled like with my like friendships and stuff like that just because like I just like wasn't healthy and stuff and like I didn't want to like open up to people and like be like vulnerable like I felt like my coping mechanism like coping mechanism back then was to kind of like isolate and be like super like self like sufficient and like not ask for help and that is just like draining and stuff whereas now I'm like I'm not afraid to ask for help. Like if my friends were to ever come to me for something, like I would help them like immediately, like, you know? And so like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like she has just helped me change like the patterns of the way I think, um, and stuff. And like, it's just like, so like, I don't know, that was just like, so helpful because before, like, I feel like my mind would just be kind of like racing. And like, I just like, couldn't like, navigate my thoughts and like all of this stuff. And like now, like, it's just more like calming to be able to be like, oh, like, this is literally just a thought. Like I'm working myself up like this is like, you know, like fine and stuff. But um, yeah, just. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I actually okay. just wanted to share something you said reminded me of some when I'm feeling like low myself, not to compare our situations at all, but I find that when I am not happy, I actually don't want to feel better. And it's almost like this, I don't know if it's like this punishment thing or this, mm -hmm. like you just recede further back. And I sometimes get in this cycle where if I have a bad day or I'm down, I know things that will make me feel better. Go for a mm -hmm. walk, call somebody, um, those those are things that would help me feel better but I like sometimes just still don't do them because it's almost like once you're down there 
it's even harder to dig yourself back out yeah. even though you just you know it's it's there yeah um so I actually just wanted to share that I don't know if that's yeah exactly well, what you well we talk about that all the time of like if you're feeling down or you like are just like I don't want to hang out with people and then the next day <clears throat> you do the same thing and you're like oh I don't want to hang out with people again and then the next day and then you get yourself deeper deeper in mm-hmm. and you and get lonely yeah and you just get more and more lonely and then mm-hmm. somebody has to force you out but because you've done it for so many days you're like no I'm good with like instead of if maybe mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't take a day for yourself or yeah <laughs> but if, if like maybe day two you're like all right I I had my day and now this next day like I need to go mm-hmm. see other human beings but we talk about it all the time I know because I just think that connection does help and you know mm-hmm. it will it's just I think so hard sometimes because it's like your brain is telling you like keep wallowing so it, it <laughs> can just be like that's what my brain says but I I just think that resonated with me that you said. Sometimes I just feel sometimes like I don't, I know what to do, but I don't do it. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of where, like, for me, at least like being consistent has been helpful because I know how good it feels to be consistent because I'm like, I'm building trust within myself. So now I feel like sometimes when I like, don't want to do something, I'm like, I know in an hour, I'm going to feel better once I do it. Like, I just, like, I need to just, wow. like, you know, and, like, yeah. but it's again, like you're like, being reliable for yourself. So, you know, yeah, like, like you can I, trust you're not going to let yourself slip that far. Yeah. yeah. I and really I, like that. I feel like that has honestly, like, changed my life because I'm, like, I, like, trust myself so much more now. And, like, I feel like other people now trust me more because I'm more consistent. Whereas, like, before, sometimes, like my mood was all over the place. Like you just like, you like never knew like and stuff. And like, it's hard to build like something sustainable with that, you know? And like, even when we just like talk about like habits and like patterns, like when I worked with this trauma therapist, like she kind of like phrased it as like, I guess like, okay. So like, you know, when like snow falls and then like, Okay, so say like the snow was like, I am gonna butcher this analogy. Let's I, try. I already know it. So like, and then like, so you shovel it. So you like have like a road, you know? And so like, if you just like keep kind of like shoveling that road and like the snow keeps like piling up on the side, like it's harder to like get out of that thought, you know? And like, I felt like for so long, like I had the same thought patterns. So anytime I was like hit with something, I would stay on this one road and that would keep me low constantly and stuff. I forgot the rest of the analogy. Uh, that makes but, total <laughs> sense. It's, it's, you just travel the same shoveled road every day and it, then it's so deep on the side to think a new way. It, yeah, like it's like so much harder yeah, to like, like get out. off other roads. Yeah, with, your snow. with the snow. And like, I can't remember if I was supposed to shovel a new road or something anyways like but I think she was saying there's no snow there I yeah I just see that's gonna solve everything yeah seaweed there oh man man I wish I remember the rest of the analogy it was so good but I need to that I'll ask another question okay Um, (laughs) I wanted to because you said that now you feel like I love that you said like I'm working on trusting myself or being able to trust myself. Like, I think that's important. They always talk about like being whole first before you can like 
loving yourself before other people can love you, trusting yourself before other people can trust you, all the things. Mm -hmm. But you weren't always at that moment. You, and so I guess my question to you would be like, what, how did you want help? Like as a friend who was trying to help you navigate something that I necessarily didn't feel. And like, sometimes I'd be like, I don't know if I need to be giving her tough love in this moment. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I should be like, I don't even know if it's like called enabling, but Mm -hmm. giving into this other moment, like what was something that you felt that you needed or would have enjoyed me as a friend doing or anybody? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough just because like one, like, yeah, like everybody's like different and like, I don't know, we're just like humans and we're so complicated. So I felt like I would just need like different things at like different times, but like something I feel like that was so like clear for me. Like I like clearly like just like needed like help, like professional help. Like I didn't know how to fix it. Like, you know, like my friend, like it was just like, it had just like kind of like gone on for like so like long and stuff. And like, I think it just took a long time because like, I wasn't really like, not necessarily like ready to kind of like receive help, but I guess like kind of like capable, like my thoughts just like kept me thinking like, oh, like the world is just like the worst place. Like everybody's like against me. So like anytime someone would come to me with some sort of help, like I was so skeptical to receive it just because I was just like, so like hurt all the time and like all this stuff. And like, looking back on it, it is kind of like, I am realizing now, like people like truly do treat you like as like well as they are, because I feel like sometimes like I look back and I'm like, oh, like I wish I had treated that relationship better, but I'm like, I like wasn't capable of it at that time. And like, I feel like that, I don't know, not like a little bit like of kind of like guilt. I just kind of wish like I had like done better with that. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of have to accept it that that's kind of like a part of my story. And like, that's like a part of me, like growing and like learning um, and stuff. But sorry, I went off on a big tangent, but like, I don't know. I think something that really helped me was just like, even when you guys would like invite me to things and I like wouldn't come, you guys would like keep inviting me and stuff. And like, I know like that is like hard, but like, I feel like that like kind of really did like, like I knew that like I was like loved still and stuff. And like, I feel like, like I just felt so just like unlovable at that time. And I felt like for the longest, like it literally felt like everybody had kind of like, just like this map to life. And it felt like I was the only one, like, not with a map. Like, it literally, like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it literally, like, I feel so just, like, isolated. I feel like I'm doing everything wrong. And so just to have you guys being, like, we're not, like, expecting anything of you. Like, you can just come and sit with us. We don't have to talk about anything. Like, just, like, having that support is just, like, nice. Just, like, you guys just, like, letting me know that you guys are always going to be there and stuff like I know it seems like such like a small thing but like that was like huge um and I feel like that's really important for people to hear who 
maybe have a friend going through something like this, that like Mm -hmm. them not coming or them not being there for you in the way you might, you might need. It's like, Mm -hmm. this isn't like about you and it's not a reflection of Mm -hmm. you or our friendship. Like when your friend is going through something hard, like depression or Mm -hmm. whatever we are calling it, like Mm -hmm. their actions are not a reflection of you. They're not about you. So Mm -hmm. to just be consistent for them and, and show up for them in whatever way you can. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's actually like a really good message for, for people who have someone in their life going through this. Yeah. Like Sam, like, I feel like I always tell this story when I'm blue in the face, like the first year at North Carolina, when I was so poor, literally just so poor. And you would just make me dinner. Something as simple as that was so nice of you. And I felt so loved. So thank you for that, Samantha. You are so welcome. Speaking of making you dinner in North Carolina, how about the time you made cupcakes? Why did Sam get a thank you and I didn't get a thank you? I was about to give you a thank you and Sam brought up cupcakes. As I'm sure you've heard, Lynn and I are big pod listeners ourselves. We found a show you women sports fans won't want to miss. Tune in to season three of Flame Bears to hear from women Olympians and Paralympians from around the world. Becky Sauerbrunn, Sue Bird, Dutch wheelchair tennis player, Didi DeGrout, and maybe even some snacks appearances will be part of this new season. Hear directly from these masters of grit and resilience to learn about the issues that matter most to them and how they've been able to overcome obstacle after obstacle. During these challenging times, these women are an endless source of hope and inspiration. Get ready to be inspired as season three just launched. Listen to Flame Bearers wherever you get your podcasts. Give Lynn her thank you or else we'll you, never hear the end like, making my appointments for, like, my psychiatrist. Like, I, for someone, I was incapable of doing that. And that was, like, so helpful, you know? Like, like you guys helped me, like, literally so much. Like, I don't think you guys, like, understand. Like, I just love you guys so much. But, yeah. yeah. We love you, too. We love you, too, Tay. And thank you so much for sharing that. I, like Lynn said, feel very honored that, we got to talk about that with you and it was very brave of you to like say that and share it with people out there who may be feeling the same thing and this could give them hope and make them feel like they're not alone. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm really proud of you for like doing this. Okay. So our friends at the flame bearers podcast are all about the stories of the top women, Olympians and Paralympians. So Taylor, we are going to play a little bit of trivia mm-hmm. from about some of their former guests. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. It's a tough one. I'm awful at trivia, but let's go. If you don't get this one, something's wrong. (laughs) I'm nervous. Okay. Together, these two Olympians have found themselves competing at the top of the level. What? (laughs) (laughs) Together, these two Olympians have found themselves competing. Is it Sam? Well, first of all, it's two people, but I, let me start over. I'm sorry, wait. She goes, these two Olympians? <laughs> also, Lynn, slow down. Just slow down. <laughs> <laughs> these two Olympians. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Woo! Okay, we're okay. We're just okay. okay, together, yeah, just these two Olympians have found themselves competing at the top of their... Top of their level of sports. Oh, this is this is a a, a copy problem, not a Lynn problem. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take seven. <laughs> Together, these two Olympians have found themselves competing. 
At the top of their sport, both collegiately and on the national team, their combined scoring power has earned one of has earned one of the athletes the 2016 Golden Boot and the other the 2020 U.S. Soccer Female Player of the Year. Wait, what was the last stat? One of them won the 2016 Golden Boot. The other won the 2020 U.S. Soccer Female Player of the Year. She's, one of, she's so confused. One of them, fashion, guys? is inspired by Adam Sandler and the other one idolizes Zendaya. They have coined... Are you having a good time? What are you reading? Where are you reading from? Are you having a good time? Is that what that says? Lynn, you should Lord. know of all people. <laughs> Do we need to redo this? I'm confused. The more you say, the more I'm confused. Who is it, Taylor? Who are I don't they, know. Taylor? Who are what? these two Olympians? Wait, can, give me just the facts. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to start Lynn's part. Together, these two Olympians have found themselves competing at the top of their sport, both collegially. <laughs> I is it you guys? I knew it. That it took us a while to get there. That was painful. It's us. It's us. <laughs> All right, let's just get one clean. I'm sweating. I have to take my blankie off. Okay, we're gonna get one clean read of this. <sighs> Together, these two Olympians have found themselves competing at the top level of their sport, both collegiately and on the national team. Their combined scoring power has earned one of the athletes the 2016 Golden Boot title and the other the 2020 U.S. Soccer Female Player of the Year. One of them's fashion inspiration is Adam Sandler and the other idolizes Zendaya. Together, they coined the famous term, are you having an okay time? Shout out to Christy Mewis. And in their free time, our stellar podcast hosts. Who are It's our you guests? guys. It's us. Okay, it took me forever to get there because Lynn was stumbling over all the facts. I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> my bad. That is my bad. It, it was, was tough. Wowzers. <laughs> oh my God. Well, let's move on. <laughs> so you guys can head over to the Flame Bearers podcast and listen to our episode we did with them soon. Maybe Amazing. Now. Go over there. Listen. <laughs> Wait, is there another trivia question? That that was the trivia. No, we just now have... Okay, Sam, say your thing. Oh, all right. This is my favorite part of the podcast where we get to have a little fun and pepper our guests with random questions. What's your favorite Halsey song? You know I can't pick. You know I love her so much. Remember that time? Um, top five. Remember that time we were trying to do the uh, the big legs and then go in the sauna and have a relaxing spa time, and you kept trying to read me these Halsey quotes, and I was like, Taylor, can you stop talking to me? I know, you guys. I'm a chatty Kathy. The other day, somebody called me a chatty Kathy, and I got so offended. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm offended because it's true. Anyways, I like jab, jab, me. jab. <laughs> Wait, this is gonna be story time. No, I we're not telling that story. Nope. Absolutely not. Um, name a couple good Halsey songs. Um, so Good, Without Me, Bad at Love, Now or Never. Um, oh, yeah, aren't those just all the ones on the radio? Yeah, she like names them. She's just like a top 40 fan. <laughs> Why are you guys lashing out at me? You asked me this question and I answered it and you guys got mad at me. All right, like, moving on. <laughs> are you planning on getting more tattoos? Um... I probably will, but I don't have anything that I'm like dying to get right now. 
but I do like all the ones that I have a lot now. Well, thank goodness for we that. Should, we should get the Tulum coordinates. Oh my gosh, we should get the Tulum coordinates of, of Moon Road, man. Moon Road. <laughs> or we should, could just we get should, moons. We just get craters on our own. Or what was that beach club we went to where we hit the sands and we were immediately sweating? El Paradiso. <laughs> I'll never forget. Um, okay, should we just quickly tell the cupcake story and then that's going to wrap up the fun section? Who? Okay, well, whose like perspective are we getting on the cupcake story? Oh, maybe let's, I should let's, just tell let's it. tell it. We'll tell it. Well, first of all, I'll start and then you finish it. Okay. It was my birthday, and my <laughs> friends were so nice to decorate the house. And did I do that? I don't know. I can't I'm remember. Not. I'm such a good friend. <laughs> decorate the house and make funfetti cupcakes. And so I was like, this is so sweet. I'm so excited. None of us actually ate the cupcakes until later on in the night. So then it was just me, you, and Taylor. I don't know why. But there was like 21 cupcakes. That's because people had self-control. What's that? Not, not, not me. I, I had one cupcake. I sat down, ate my one cupcake. Sam ate, ate hers. And then continue, Sam. And Taylor sat down with like three. And we were like, okay, Taylor, like, if you want to have three cupcakes in one sitting, that's cool. Like, I'll probably go back up there and have another one, like, while I stand over the sink and pretend it doesn't count, whatever. Then Taylor eats her three cupcakes. <laughs> then she goes and gets three more. Sits back down. Sits back down. Eats them. Then she goes, oh, I feel sick. My blood sugar is low. I need another cupcake. She literally went up, got another cupcake, and then said it again, my blood sugar is dipping. And we were like, Taylor, you're literally making yourself sick with these cupcakes. And then trying to fix it with more cupcake. So then you tried to get up again, and Sam goes, Taylor, I beg you, please, please don't get up and get another cupcake. I can't. can't. For your own health and safety, have a glass of water. Yeah. It was like you had 10 cupcakes. I was dipping and spiking, dipping and spiking. Yeah. It was like crazy and you guys are just like this watching me go from the kitchen to the floor well thank god i intervened yeah thank god because yeah it was wild we were like what is going on sam did you hear about the fight that me and lynn had about red velvet cupcakes just being chocolate cupcakes it, oh my god it wasn't a fight but Taylor <laughs> trying to make an argument she tried i go red velvet is basically chocolate and so we i'm googling why they're different and it's basically just a chemical wait 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 sam sam do you think that red velvet is its own flavor do you think it's chocolate i don't know i don't really care anyway she like, goes this is not something you guys are gonna rile me up about i'm not gonna take a side anyway she goes she goes she's trying to explain how like oh people just say like red velvet is chocolate with food coloring. And she goes, well, you wouldn't just dip a vanilla cupcake in, in green and call it purple cupcake. I was like, <laughs> I got lost in the plot, but I was saying it makes no sense that red velvet is just chocolate because it's a different flavor. We're moving is it on. not? We're, I don't know. We're moving we're, on. Cue the encyclopedia person that I have <laughs> been calling on for weeks to attend these all I know Recordings. is if you dip a vanilla cupcake in green, it's not going to then pop out purple. I mean, what I, what I was trying to get at was like, you don't call a green vanilla cupcake green vanilla. Yeah, but you said purple. I know, but so I was, was, I was too you worked guys, up. I'm so sorry, but like, we need to move on. Like, this is not going anywhere. Good. I think we should just skip yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, so before we wrap up every interview, we give our listeners the chance to ask their own questions. And don't forget, if you want to send us questions, tweet us with the hashtag ask snacks. So this is from at D B zero one, four, seven, nine, three, five, nine. Ask snacks as children. What were your favorite snacks? Um, pizza and French fries. Solid, not a snack, more of a meal, but. I literally, you guys are going to think this is so lame. Yes. I used to cut up apples and put cinnamon sugar on them. And that was my favorite snack. I used to do that with tortillas. I would get a tortilla and put butter and sugar on it and microwave it. And it'd be That's like, I think delicious. We, I think we've told this story on yeah. here before. It's like um, a little butter sugar ball. Exactly. Tor- burrito ball. My favorite snack, my mom would make us a snack plate or a snack tray. And it just had like cheese and crackers and salami and cut up like fruit on there and no wonder why i love charcuterie bougie it's a little mini charcuterie board that's so bougie and cool of you of my mom of your mom um okay taylor that is all we don't go anywhere but that is all we have for you today thank you so much for joining us of course this was a lovely experience i'm taylor smith and this is the snacks podcast (laughs) why am i butchering it i need no that was good i laugh you did great I'm done. Okay. Okay. I'm not good. I can't. I can't look at you guys because I'm gonna. Re- I'm gonna butcher it even more. Okay, okay. Don't look at us. Okay. I'm Taylor Smith, and this is the Snacks Podcast from Just Women Sports. How was that? Hey! You guys both covered your eyes. <laughs> Do we need okay. another one, or does that one work? That was. That was great. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more great sports content, go to JustWomenSports.com. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Lynn Williams. And I'm Sam Mewis. You've been listening to Snacks. (laughs) Did you do a slurp? No, I did the... Oh. I thought you went like like this. (laughs) Both of us were literally like this for an hour. <laughs> Can we just do a chomp one more time? Oh my god. One, two, three. Why are you guys Wait. doing it? You guys are dragging it out. Okay, I've got it now. Okay. <laughs> Why is Finn attacking me? Okay, last time. One, okay. two, and a one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is bad. Mine's bad. Cut <laughs> so hard. Okay, thank you so much, Taylor, for coming on. I'm stopping mine. Um, Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning into Snacks. While you may have wrapped up an episode with our guest today, be sure to head over to our friends at Flame Bearers, where you can hear top women Olympians and Paralympians reflect on their accomplishments, share their trials and triumphs, and discuss what life is like outside the games when the spotlight isn't on. Get ready to be inspired as season three just launched. Listen to Flame Bearers wherever you get your podcasts.